It's so significant, isn't it? They're able to talk about God, our Father, on this day. I thought it would probably be appropriate that uh, while the whole world attention is on God, our earthly Father, that this morning we spend some time reflecting on God, our Heavenly Father, and what does mean, really? God, our Heavenly Father. So can we just come to the Lord in prayer? Heavenly Father, our God who sits on the throne, and yet, Lord, we are able to call you our Father who is in heaven. So, Lord, even as we look at your word today, we just pray that, Lord, you would, uh, your spirit would teach us what does it mean to, to call God our Heavenly Father. Lord, what does it really mean, Lord? Teach us today through your word. In your own precious Son, we pray. Amen. Hey, look here, Father's Day. Just, oh, sorry. Thanks, Vic. You know I'm a big loud mouth. So, by the way, uh, for all the fathers, I mean the new fathers, the, the, the seasonal father, the old father, the father-to-be, happy Father's Day and uh, God bless one. I thought it would uh, quite appropriate to look at, think our mind to reflect, you know, as God, as our father. I don't know how about you, okay, because we look at God in different ways, isn't it? You look at God, the Lord, look at God, the Creator. Sometimes I often wonder how often do we look at God as our Heavenly Father. So I thought I myself going to take a look at this, right? And of course, you have to go to Matthew, isn't it? You've got to go to Matthew. And the first thing that struck my mind was the Lord's Prayer. Our Father who is in heaven. I just want to reflect, uh, help you to reflect through this. So we're going to use Matthew as the backdrop. And it's amazing about Matthew 5 to 7, okay? As you begin to look at it, see whether you got these facts right. Our Father in heaven, our heavenly Father, is mentioned nine times. Amazing, isn't it? Nine times. And then your Father is mentioned seven times. In these two chapters, there were... 16 mention of God, our Heavenly Father, your Father. And every of those instances where it's being mentioned, there is something to tell us about who God, our Father, is and how we are to relate to Him. Isn't it amazing? Amazing. And particularly the one with the Lord's Prayer, isn't it? Our Father who is in heaven. What does this mean? Three questions. Number one, what kind of father is our father who is in heaven? I know very little about my father because although I have a father, but you know, he works and he's always away. And I knew very little of, about my father. Probably doesn't have a chance to know about him. How much do we know about our Father in heaven. More importantly, I've been talking a lot about feeling, right? Every time I'm up here, we talk about feeling. You remember I say, whatsoever that we have in our head has to come down to the heart. Because without the feeling, without the passion, there'll be no action. 
because that is the part that translates what we know into what we should do. Third thing, how do you feel about the Father? When we, we pray, right? Our Heavenly Father. God our Father. How do we feel when we actually say those words? Second, now third, as your children, as God's children, how do you think we should relate to our Father? So the three questions, and we'll just go to Matthew chapter 5 to 7, and we look at what it says about God, the Father, how we should relate to Him, and whatsoever. First of all, the father-son relationship that we being God's children and God's being our father is established by two actions. One taken by God himself and the other taken by us. The first action was the one that's taken by us was being read in Galatians chapter 4. Can I just refer you to that? Galatians chapter 4, but verse 4, but when the time has fully come, God sent his son, born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those under the law, that we might receive full right of sons. Because you are son, God sent the spirit of his son into our hearts, the spirit who call out, Abba, Father. So you are no longer a slave, but a son. And since you are a son, God has made you an heir. John 1 and verse 12 says, He who believe and receive him Give them the right to become the children of God. When we believe, as what Simon said, if we believe that Jesus is the Son of God, He died on the cross for our sin and take our punishment. He was risen on the third day, and now He's sitting at the right hand of God. He is sitting for us. If we believe in that, if we accept that, and say, Lord Jesus, forgive us of our sins, be our Savior and Lord. When you take the action, God gives you the right to be called the children of God. Secondly, it's the action, the relationship of father and son is created by God through the act of giving you the spirit. Let me just read to you another, another passage, okay, which actually says the same thing. There are only two, I think there are only two passages that talk about the spirit call, help us to call Abba, Father. The second passage is Romans chapter 8. Romans chapter 8, and let me read. Hmm. Chapter 8, verse 15 to 18. 15, it says, for you, let me just read verse 14 just for context, because those of who are led by the Spirit of God are sons of God. Hey, by the way, when they say sons, it means both male and female, okay? So, so don't get offended if it's son. So, children of God, sons of God. For you did not receive a spirit that made you a slave again to fear, but you received the spirit of sonship. And by him we cry, Abba, Father. The spirit himself testified with our spirit that we are God's children. Of course, the glorious verse, now if we are children, then we are heirs of God and co-heirs with Christ. So both the passage says the same thing that God gave us His Spirit. And He is a Spirit that able to make us call Abba, Father. 
Of course, in Ephesians chapter 1, we know that God has given us the Holy Spirit as a kind of a, a mark, a mark of our inheritance, you know, to God's inheritance. As what? As his children. Let's come to what does it mean when we say our Father in heaven? The Lord Jesus taught the disciples to pray with the Lord's prayer. Our Father in heaven, hallowed by your name. If there's be anything that I want you to walk out of this place at the end of this boring kind of sermon, is to have this phrase that's stuck in your mind, which says, Our Father who is in heaven. I want it to be stuck in your mind so that you can keep on thinking every day and say, what does that mean? Because we oftentimes start our prayer with this, isn't it? Our Heavenly Father, our God who is in heaven. Do we mean it? Do we know what we are talking about? Or is this a kind of, a, kind of a, hey, we are taught to pray that way, right? The Lord Jesus himself asked us to pray that way, right? So it's almost like a kind of an introductory thing to say, hello God, our Heavenly Father, by the way, I'm talking to you, okay, Lord, so listen to me. Or actually, there is some real warm feeling when you come to God and say it. The feeling, the warm and fuzzy feeling, I don't know, I think I, I don't have the opportunity to have a good relationship with my Father. So maybe I can't really feel that way. Those of us, I mean, look here. But I have very good relationship with my children. Thank God for it. And every time when they call me father, I hope both ways, that we mutually have this warm and fuzzy feeling. Do you feel so? My children call me pa. Pa. I can feel this sense of warmness, the warm and fuzzy, the closeness, the affection, the love. Do we have that kind of feeling when we come in God and call God our Heavenly Father? You know, John 1 John 3 1. What love has the Father lavished upon us that we should be called? the sons of God. Man, lavish, like go and spend as much as you want. Free credit card, lavish, unconditionally, his love to us. So when we come to him and say, our heavenly father, our father who is in heaven, do we feel mechanical about it? Or do we feel so much about it? It's not so much, the, the real thing about a feeling is do you feel excited really just calling God Heavenly Father? The excitement that triggers you to say, I really get to know this guy better. I really got to draw closer to him and spend more time with him. How much do you know about God our Heavenly Father? Let's look at Matthew chapter 5 to 7. Uh, I'm not going to go through all the passages in there, but I just highlight a couple of things because I want you all to go and have Father's Day and the wedding is on the way. And you know, I'm the guy who can preach and somebody can fall dead. Remember the guy who fall dead in Acts? Paul preached so much that the fellow fell off the, 
fell off and dead. I don't want that to happen on a Father's Day. So, how much do you know about God the Father? First of all, He's a giving Father. He loves to give good gifts to us. James says, James 1.17 says, Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above. Our Heavenly Father loves to give us good gifts. Now, this is very interesting. Good gifts, right? Let me give you an illustration of how this works. Your kid will come to you, right, and say, Pop, Mom, I want chocolate. Isn't that a common request? I don't know. Do I want chocolate? I mean, my grandkid comes to me and says, can I have chocolate? What do you do? Honestly, seriously, what do you do? I know what Serene will say. Have a carrot. <laughs> have a celery. Why? Because it's good for the kid. This is good and best for the kid. You know, we come to God and we say, God, I want chocolate. And you know something? We never get it. And we then winch and say, I mean, just as the kid, the kid winch and say, how come I can't have chocolate? God, how come you don't give me what I want? I need chocolate. I want chocolate. You're giving me a hard time, Lord. You're not listening to my prayer. My friend, you know how much we miss? We miss what is the best given to us by God. We keep quoting this verse, which I'm quite sick of it. All things work together for good. We quote this verse, right? We quote this verse every time. You know what it means? Good means carrot and celery. <laughs> and not chocolate. But that goes again. So how, you know how often time we miss receiving good gifts from our Father? Because of our own expectation of our want and our needs. You know the very funny thing? Sometimes Serene will say, oh, I think I should give my kid a treat. Sure. Stephen has as much chocolate as you want. Not true. But anyway, have a piece of chocolate. You know, same way God sometimes gives us a treat in His grace. He doesn't want to discourage us, right? So sometimes He gives us a treat by granting our heart desire. But that doesn't mean that every chocolate is good for you. You need a carrot and a celery. Listening Father, oh, how he loves to listen to us. That's why he says, God teaches us how to pray, Lord. And you look at the prayer, it's a prayer of everything, isn't it? And he wants to listen to it. More importantly, he wants to actually give us what we ask. Look at Matthew 7. There is this promise that, you know, he will give you of what you ask. You know what's the great thing about God? God even knew what you wanted before you asked of it. Next, God is a loving and tender Father. You know, by just saying, 
you are able to address me when you come to speak to me. You know, we come to the throne of grace. Sometimes we, we keep using, we come to the throne of grace. And you know something? We've forgotten that. Coming to the throne of grace is actually coming to say hello and talking to our Father. Later on, we'll talk a little bit in terms of how we relate to him in this instant. The throne of grace versus God, our Heavenly Father. Isn't it tender? The tender side of God. The God who sits on the throne, we can come to him and say, our Father who is in heaven. You know, you know, I think, uh, hey, by the way, have you, uh, I think Barbara Streisand has this movie, can't remember the name, something about the father, remember? And he sang, she sang a song. Anybody know this? Okay, part of it. Anyway, <laughs> if you have a chance to listen to the song, the song is Papa. Anybody know it? Julian, you know the song? <laughs> oh, man. I'm out of this generation. I think we really need to, okay. This is the generation gap. But it is, there's a theme song there. Say, Papa. Listen to it. My Papa. The thing about God being a tender father is the other side too. Those he loves, he disciplines. Hebrew 12 says, The Lord disciplined the one he loves. He chastised every son he received. Revelation 3, chapter 19 says, Those whom I love, I reprove and discipline. God loves us tenderly, but God loves us still that we need to be disciplined so that, so that we can share in his holiness, so that we can be like him. How do we relate to this God, our Father? And by the way, there are many other things that you can learn about God, the Father. There are many passages in the whole Bible that talk, that mention about God, our Father. So plus, please go through it. I'm just looking at Matthew 5 to 7 and just to enjoy so much and reflecting on it. How do we then relate to this Father? First of all, can't forget, right? Commandment, okay, remember. Honor and reveal your father. Let me quote Pink. By the way, anybody know Arthur Pink? Man, another generation, okay. <laughs> you got to read Arthur Pink. Same as you got to read Tim Keller. Although God is our loving, this is what I quote. Although God is our loving father, he is, on the other hand, our Heavenly Father that we should approach with reverence and humility. How intimate, rich, and warm-hearted His love. God remain, God, majesty, amazing, and awesome. That is the thing about God sitting on the throne and we coming to Him as his children and call him Abba Father. There is this sense of reverence, respect, and humility. 
How do we honor God our Father? By the way, listen to this, okay? I'm just giving you a couple of suggestions, but this will sound very familiar. First of all, you've got to give Him the due respect, honor, courtesy, and glory. Speak politely to God and not in a rude, disrespectful, and defiant manner. Sound familiar? Speak well of our Heavenly Father, His goodness, His love, His mercy, His grace. Instead of whinging and complaining about how God has given us a good, bad time, not listening to our prayer, why does He let this happen to me, and not giving what we want, the chocolate. We honor God by following His instruction and obey Him. We just came out of Makai, chapter, you know, the book of Makai, and six, the key verse, six, eight. What does God require of you? <laughs> Sorry, act justly, love mercy, and to walk humbly with our Father, Heavenly Father. You know, Jack, John, by the way, now, this is very serious stuff. You have this book? You read this book? Let me just quote from Packer. Packer quote, our entire Christian life has to be understand and live out in terms of our sonship with God the Father. In other words, we are to live in relation with God the Father and we live as the children of God. He went further to say, the Lord Jesus' teaching on the mount in Matthew 5-7 set out the general and broad spirit, direction, objective, the guiding principle and idea by which the Christian might conduct himself as his disciple and as the children of our Father who is in heaven. Out of that, he suggested a couple of things. How do we relate to God the Father? Number one, we've got to imitate God the Father. In this particular two chapters, the incident that Jesus talked about refer in 5 chapter 5 is around you know, blessing and forgiving and praying for our enemies, love our enemies and praying for those who persecute us. He's using the illustration to say, this is not what the world will do. But you know what? This is what God will do or expect you to do because the last thing is to say because you're perfect, your father is perfect. So be ye perfect. Next thing, we would ask to glorify the Father. Anybody can remember the glorifying the Father in chapter 5 to 7? Come on, come on, we all sing it as kids. Let your, your light shine. Remember? Shine, Jesus, shine. There's a passage where he talks about we are the salt, we are the light of the world. What does he say? Let your light shine before men. And what is that light? It's the good deeds, isn't it? So that when they see your good deeds, they can what? Glorify your Father. So we need to do good deeds. Not within the church, but to those who need it. 
I remember this was uh, the passage that drive me and motivate me when I started off into doing social work in Singapore many, 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 many empty years ago. And this is a passage in Matthew chapter 20, somewhere, where you remember the, the, the chapter about separating the goat and the sheep? And, you know, they say, hey, come on in. You have done this to me. And those people say, I didn't do it to you. And then the Lord Jesus says, if you've done this thing to the least of my brother, you have done it for me. What are the things? It is actually a list of good things that's listed out that we should do to others as we do to Jesus. It is including feeding them, giving them drink, giving them a home, clothing them, looking after them when they're sick, and visit those in prison. Give God the glory. And you will know this song. To God be the glory, great things he has done. You know what is that? It means I've got five more minutes to end the message. <laughs> I'm so bad, but anyway. <laughs> to God be the glory, great things he's done. So love he the world that he gave us his son who yielded his life as an atonement for sin and opened life's gate that all may go in. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Let the earth hear his voice. Praise the Lord. Let the people rejoice. Come to the Father through Jesus the Son and give him the glory. Great things he has done. That is the way we give glory to God not the great things that he has done in our life. The very fact that we stand here and able to call him God our Father is to God be our glory. Next is pleasing the Father. This is very interesting, very interesting. Okay, this is Matthew chapter 6, 1 to 18, okay? The whole thing there is about this thing. Remember this one where he says, when you do good things, don't let your right hand, right hand, left hand kind of thing, that don't let your other hand knows. The other one is about praying, remember? What does he teach you about? Don't be like Pharisees. Don't pray in front of everybody. Pray in secret. And the key words there was reward. You know, when I read this passage, I would say, wow, great, reward. God will reward me. You know what's the whole purpose of the passage? Anybody? The passage is talking about being single-mindedness to please God and not man. Well, where do I get it from? Packer. It's good to read books like this because it helps you to see something that you never see in the scripture. As you read God's word, God gives you insight. God gives insight to Packer. Never realized that was it. But it was it. It is the emphasis that we should be pleasing, single-mindedly pleasing God. That's the reason why we get reward, not so much as what, but is that God will be so pleased that you are doing it and he will reward you. Okay, trusting your father. I think I can skip that one. Now let's go very quickly to my closing remark. Will you be happy? It's a closing remark. Five more minutes. 
What, what do we draw out of all this? Couple of things. The father and son's relationship bring out another aspect of God. We've seen God in different ways. But we need to see God as our father. The tender part aspect of God's character, his love and tenderness, his faithfulness, his forgiveness, his watchful care, and his love. The next thing is this. This relationship brings out our responsibility as sons. We are the son of God. How do we relate to God the Father? We, rest, we honor him, we reverence him, we trust him, and we obey him in love. You know, the whole thing about packet quotation about the whole life. If you look at Matthew, right, we always see it as this is the code of conduct of a Christian, right? It's an arm, a code of conduct. It is what each Christian should be. And yet, within it, there's so much mention about God the Father telling us what we should, how to relate to Him as our Father. Our whole life living as a Christian, besides living, you know, living as, you know, Jesus' disciple, we have to live as the children of God in the context of, just as in the context of I'm, I'm Jesus' disciple in the context of he's the master and I'm the disciple, we need to live as sons of God in the context of God and our heavenly father. It's very interesting to see out of this whole bit, there is this thing about the prayer. And the first starting of this prayer is our Father who is in heaven, in the context of prayer. You know, it, it, let me ask you, when you come to pray, what do you think is your attitude or your what? When you talk to God. When you pray. What I learned is that we got to see that prayer should be in the context of a father and son relationship. It is you coming to say, Our Father who is in heaven. It should be one that will be drawn with closeness and affection and excitement as you come to God to pray then prayer will not be so weary. Prayer will not be so difficult. Prayer will be enjoyable and will be more frequent. If you can only see that. Next, two more points coming to the end. We have to imitate the Father who is perfect and who is holy. You know, I, the, the thing is really, I've just walked through five to seven. And there's so much I learned about God. And I so much, he questioned me in terms of how much do I know him as my father? How much do I feel about him as my father? Particularly when I pray and call him, 
Father who is in heaven. There are many passages in the Bible that mention it. And I do encourage that you will take up a concordant. You know what is a concordant, right? Are we saying in the same language? We have a concordant. It is like a kind of little reference book with all the verses that have something. You've got a concordance? Got to, got to relate like this because I don't know. I may be ancient, but there's a concordant. Look for God our Father. And there were all the verses in the Bible that says that. Go to the journey while you learn about God in other things. How about learning about God as our Heavenly Father? You know something? Oh, by the way, just, just, uh, just, uh, just one, one thing. Have you said this because it's Father's Day. They're going to say, tell the Father what to do, right? So, you know the passage in Ephesians chapter 6, verse 4. Father, you know it? Come on, give it to me, give it to me. You've got to know this verse. You've got to be your Bible text. Do not exasperate. Do I pronounce it correctly? In short, do not drive your kid crazy. Do not frustrate them. You know something? Then teach them and bring them up in the way of the Lord. You know what is first? You've got to sort out the relationship first. So don't drive your kid crazy. So much so that they won't be listening to you whatsoever you say concerning God's you know, law, concerning God's word. Same as us. We need to establish that relationship with God, the Father, that will lead us to know all things. Finally, my dear friend Packer say, knowing God is what? It's not knowing God in terms of your head. Knowing God's involved, you knowing and experience God dealing with you and you dealing with God. So I'll just leave this talk with you. I am uh, three minutes more than the allocated time. But I hope that, you know, this will be something that you will, you will enjoy as I have, as I prepare and got a chance to be led through, reviewing who God, our Father in heaven is, to Matthew, and particularly to the Lord prayer. Can we just pray? Oh dear, Father who is in heaven, Lord, please thank you so much for teaching us what does it mean do we just call you Abba, our Father? Thank you, Lord, for revealing yourself to us as a Father. Lord, even as, uh, as we as humanly Father, we just pray that, Lord, we would follow example as we relate to our kids, as we relate as grandfather to our grandchildren. We just pray that, Lord, we will be and imitate and follow your example of being our Father who is in heaven. So Lord, just want to continue that you will challenge us to think through, challenge us to want to get to know you as our Father and get us, challenge us to be close to you as your children. Pray this in your own son's precious name. Amen.